0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Rainbows podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. And as always, thank you to my executive producer, Andre Suttles, Subtle Solution, helping to make this podcast possible. We've already had some laughs. We've already had some fun. I'm excited to introduce today's guest, Allie Masters, joining us. Allie, how you doing?
1: Hello. I'm doing well. Um, happy Tuesday. You know. Yeah.
0: what's so tuesday's one of those days where like okay monday motivation monday right you get it going wednesday's hump day halfway through the week thirsty thursday and then friday's friday what does tuesday have
1: (laughs) right you know what i would like to say you know we have like a transformation tuesday and that could be beyond like you know a glow up i feel like that could be like you know what Monday was a little bit on the like, all right, it was motivated. You know, I started, but Tuesday's like, all right, all yeah. right, I get it. Like, I kind of got my little push start. So now we're moving. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so I, I like, it.
1: like transition.
0: Yeah. I like, I, like, I like to say, tell them Tuesday because you got to tell them something.
1: I love it. I
0: love yeah. it. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of telling them something, Allie, some of our listeners might not have been introduced to you yet, but I'd love for them to kind of get introduced to who you are, what it is you do before we hop into the, the subject matter of today's episode.
1: That sounds good. Um, So I'm Allie and um, I'm 28 years old and I'm hanging out currently in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, I am a property manager, so I'm in commercial real estate. Um, I have a psychology degree and kind of got put in this role and ended up loving it. So uh, I stuck around and I am thriving, Um, although it is very challenging. (laughs) So on top of that, uh, I'm a mental health blogger, a pianist, um, and I'm currently working on my own business. So that is exciting.
0: Nice. I love it. I love it all. I want to jump into so many things of that, but I know a a lot of what we're going to talk about on this episode um, is mental health. I mean, the name of the podcast is No Rain, No Rainbows. And and we like to talk about folks overcoming adversity to, to live their best lives, something we all go through in life is is our own set of storms our own rain and, and own dark times sometimes and, and seeing that you you have that I mean you see it in your profile as something that's really near and dear to you in terms of mental health um, I would say what first drew you to that what was what was the thing that kind of pushed you to, to recognize mental health and start talking about it
1: That is a great question. So um, I was originally adopted when I was an infant and I ended up having to kind of deal with that idea of getting rejected by my biological father and mother and then having to um, adjust to having the mom I do now who is phenomenal um, and we're twins and people would not believe that she had adopted me. Um, But her first husband uh, was my father at the time and he was not great with me. We didn't really have a great relationship. So he pushed me away a lot. And so at that young of an age, trying to learn how to show affection and and retrieve affection was hard for me because I didn't have a male figure that I really understood how to do that with. And so um, it kind of Turned into me not handling rejection very well, not feeling worthy, um, confused, because I wasn't only rejected by my biological father, but my also my adopted father. So it was just a lot to take in as a young child. And so Um, I ended up having to go to therapy as I got older, just because I realized that my relationships with, whether it was romantic or with friends, um, I latched onto people, especially if they were not good for me. And I kept realizing that I was chasing and chasing and begging for people to stay in my life. And I realized that it's all tied back to, you know, me being adopted and pushed away by two, you know, people that I thought were supposed to be there for me. So I ended up wanting to cling on to anyone that would at least like show me any kind of like love kindness. And then, you know, eventually relationships break up, friendships break up and I would still find a way to see what I could do to be better. So they would stay. So I realized that mental health to me was not just something I was passionate about, but it was something that I was living and having to understand how to navigate um, at a young age. So I wanted to do something that would not only help myself, but, people around me. So I realized that I posted like, you know, small things here and there about being, you know, adopted and dealing with anxiety, which I suffer severe anxiety and panic attacks, and they get pretty bad. So I wanted to kind of have an outlet, um, you know, that would kind of help me understand exactly what I was really going through, why, and, you know, try to figure out coping mechanisms. And when I started writing about it and people were responding, I realized that this was not only an outlet and a coping mechanism for me, this was also helping others. So I started my blog and I started being more in tune and starting event with me tab, um, where strangers all over the world reach out to me and we don't see each other. We don't talk on the phone. It's all through email. And, um, I'm pretty much there as a a safe space for, for strangers. So,
0: yeah. And that's amazing because you know, what I hear with that story is, is the reflectiveness. And there's so many of us who, who go through life on these different paths. And, and the biggest thing I've found was, you know, Our problems are not our own. There's someone out there that's having a similar story. Maybe not the same exact story, but a similar story where it's amazing for you to kind of just hearing you recap the story and knowing how it impacts you is I think a lot of times what some people don't do. Some people might say, oh, well, this happened to me and this happened to me, but you're going ahead and you're saying, well, this happened to me, which is why I'm like this, but this is a, I love that you mentioned, hey, it's okay not to be okay. (laughs) You know, hundred percent, but when we kind of look at why we are the way we are, that's when we can kind of start, you know, breaking down some of the pieces, changing some habits and even sharing with others, kind of what we go through. Um, what was that reflectiveness like kind of getting to that realization? Cause I'm sure there's a difference between, you know, what you mentioned, like the behavior clinging onto these relationships to like, okay, hold on, Allie, why are you doing this? What was that journey like?
1: So, um, I think it really hit me whenever I was in my, not my current relationship, but my previous one, that one was for about like five years. And I ended up realizing that I had some unhealthy habits. And so it wasn't all that other person. And I would kind of push my insecurities onto them, which therefore made them kind of get pushed away and, you know, do whatever they wanted to do and decided that, you know, like I wasn't really for them. So it created a lot of like arguments and tension. Um, so, and it takes two, there was definitely like both sides, um, had issues, but I, that's when I realized because it was all about me and it was hard, it was a hard pill to swallow. But when that person explained to me, like, this is what I was doing. I had, and like walked away, you know, to take a break, I had to reflect and be like, okay, I need to, I need to sit down and figure out exactly, like it made me want to dissect exactly what happened. So after like, you know, kind of going through that and losing someone and kind of navigating that process, you tend to be like, okay, obviously there's some things I need to work on. And I started to realize there's parts about myself that I didn't really like. And I wanted to be a better person. And, you know, I also wanted to stop, you know, one of those bad behaviors was, you know, that person would do something wrong, and I would still stay. And it would only enhance my anxiety, because I would be blaming them, but I was still putting up with it. So there was a lot of little things that I was trying to understand and navigate. And it was the most uncomfortable journey for me, because, you know, you're not only losing someone, but you're having to like, be like, okay, well, clearly, it's not all my fault. Or, you know, clearly, it's not all their fault. And that's a hard put to for anyone to kind of be like, all right, I played a part in this. So I think when I had time when we weren't together, it made me reflect. And I caught on, you know, looking back at all these things that I was doing. And I was like, you know what, I think that I need to take some time for myself and kind of write out a pros and cons list about what I love about myself and what things I think I need to work on. And then the same for like my partner at the time. So I had to kind of, obviously it wasn't, you know, it wasn't quick and easy, but I had to pretty much sit down and just take it and just be like, all right, like, and it helps having, you know, family who was very close with me who witnessed the relationship to kind of be like, can I just tell you from what my perspective is? And, you know, to hear other people kind of say like in a kind way, of course, you know, we noticed this, we noticed this. So it was not easy. At first, I wanted to be like, no, you're wrong, which I did. And then, you know, the longer I was alone, I was like, Oh, you know what, like, it takes a lot of like, courage and self reflection. And, you know, having to take that motivation for yourself, you have to want to change in order to really recognize your behavior and your patterns. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's going to be repetitive process. So um i would just say that when you're alone that's when you really start to be able to see yourself as a whole
0: yeah i mean it's it's about doing the hard work of becoming better you mentioned you know wanting to be better and and i think that's the hardest thing is you know, um i was like that personally where i clearly remember blaming all my problems on the world around me and the hard pill to swallow is when you realize well maybe some of these problems isn't everyone else's fault. And again, it's not, it's not kind of, you know, putting all the blame on yourself. And the, the best analogy I've heard in terms of responsibility, we talk about responsibility. If there's a knock on your front door and you open the door and there's a baby on your front door, it's not your fault that the baby's there, but you're now responsible what happens next. And there's, there's fear in that because there's hard work that comes with that, but there's also power in that when you realize that, Hey, if, if I'm part of the reason why these things are happening to me, I could also be part of the reason of why they stop happening to me. And, and then that shift starts happening. And as you mentioned, you know, having people you trust or, or people to, to vent to, which I, I'd love to talk about this because with your blog and with your vent with me thing, you know, what's What do you think has been the most rewarding thing, uh, not just for yourself, but for the people that get to reach out to you in in terms of sharing some of their struggles and sharing some of their issues and, and you being able to communicate with them what you go through?
1: Yeah, I honestly, I think when I first started doing it, I was a little nervous because, you know, I'm thinking like, I'm not only putting my personal stuff out there and being extremely vulnerable to strangers all over the world, you know, I'm also taking on other people's problems myself and having to navigate both my issues and theirs at the same time. So I'm thinking this might be a little intense for me. I'm extremely empathetic. It's almost it's something I'm actually working on where I'm trying to not be super empathetic and kind of be in the middle and just try to understand when it's necessary for me to really like be there on that level and sometimes I take on other people's, you know, emotions and mix it with my own and then I get stressed. So I had to start real slow at first. And when I talked to the first individual, it was about, you know, a breakup and a divorce. And so I was able to relate. And so we had, I think that when you're able to relate on a certain level, it makes it more even better for them because they feel even more safe because you understand. So I think the most rewarding thing in terms of me being able to share my story is the fact that it lets people know that they're not alone. And I think that is one of the most important parts of being able to be vulnerable and to discuss things with someone, you know, especially when it's uncomfortable because we see on the surface level of a lot of people, you know, people smiling and, you know, asking, Hey, how are you? Of course your reaction is I'm doing great. How are you? But like, you have no clue, like how someone's really doing unless they choose to really tell you. So I think that this breaks barriers and, I want people to, to know, especially the men, which is like one of the bigger issues to know that you're not weak for asking for help. And so I think the most rewarding thing is just to kind of know that they're feeling safe and that they feel like okay enough to understand that you kind of can meet in the middle and relate to a certain degree. So um, one of the best things that has actually happened was a year later, someone recently said, I wanted to say thank you. I don't know if you remember me." Um, but you spoke to me a year ago about this issue and I'm doing so much better. Like you made an impact on my life. And I was just like, Oh my God, I started crying. I was like, this is why I do what I do. And so sometimes I'm like, you know, am I even helping? Because I'm like, I'm here for you and I'm an ear for you. But like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to say, but I realized that honestly, me just listening to them is all they need just to know that someone's there And on the other side and just, you know, being able to at least listen so they have like somewhere to put all these words is what people really need. So I find it very rewarding to know that you can either sit and just listen and it helps or you can give feedback and it helps. So either way, you're helping.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I want to commend you for that because I think in a world of social media, in a world with where you can have... 2000 friends and and 5000 followers on on instagram and and all this it's it's weird where we're connected with so many people yet the conversations are so shallow so i want to commend you for using this platform using this tool to to allow that depth in relationship because it it might be hard for a lot of listeners and, and for a lot of watchers on youtube to kind of grasp the fact that there are still so many people out there who don't have anyone to talk to or maybe they have someone to talk to or they don't have anyone that they feel comfortable talking to, which can be just as bad or if not worse when you're surrounded by all these people, but you feel like you can't tell them what you're really going through. Um, I commend you for, for, for going through that. Uh, I, speaking of the topic of social media, and I actually saw you did a post recently um, talking about social media and, and how relationships can be impacted with it. Overall, whether it be relationships or, or personal self consciousness, um, how do you think social media plays into the the realm of where we are nowadays with mental health and what people are going through?
1: Oh man, that's like my favorite topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that one of the things I've said a few times is that we have very fast access to thousands, millions of people at our fingertips in a matter of seconds. And I feel like that's almost terrifying because instead of, you know, being able to kind of utilize the friends that are around you on a deeper level, I feel like we almost tend to kind of push aside our, our realistic current life, you know, to kind of escape into a world of like endless opportunities, whether it's conversations with people or, you know, being able to, go and look at someone else's life that you think is better than yours and you're getting consumed and you kind of drown in it and you get lost. And I've heard people all the time say they went to the Instagram hole or the, you know, the rabbit hole of YouTube, TikTok. And, you know, I've actually listened to people say like how they realized that they were a lot more unhappier when they were on social media and scrolling for so long compared to taking time away. And so I did that test myself and I'm actually not nearly as active as I used to be on there, um, which is like a love, hate thing for like a business. And, you know, at the same time, it's like, I I want (laughs) to take time for me, but also I need to find a way to still give the people what they need. So it's kind of like a love, hate relationship. But, um, I think, you know, for, it depends on the person really what Instagram does for you personally. And for me, what it was doing is it was a way for me to utilize, you know, sharing my story with people, it was a way for me to share my music, and to impact people in a positive way. That was my ultimate goal for Instagram. And I caught myself, though, you know, even though I was doing that, I would still go off into the explore page and like, drown and get so upset, because I started subconsciously not realizing I was comparing, like, I was like, shoot, like I should go delete this post because I should have done it like this or like thing. Like I should have done my caption completely differently. Um, I start thinking twice about my content. I almost wanted to delete every photo and just completely start over because I didn't feel like you know the color contrast matched and it's not as appealing to the eye like these other bloggers. Like I went down a nasty, nasty hole. And then relationships. I mean, that's a whole other thing, but it damaged, severely damaged, like the relationships I was in. And so I just caught myself having a moment where I was like, I need to like step away. I think honestly, social media is a beautiful thing for businesses and from creating connections. I mean, I've met incredible people through there. So, you know, I think it's wonderful, but it's also just as toxic, like that same level of beauty (laughs) and like ugliness. So I think that you need to I think it's really just whatever people's personal reasons are for Instagram. Um, I think that it really just depends, you know, what they're doing and how they're utilizing it. That really kind of affects their mental health, but I think one of the most um, prominent things I've heard is just honestly comparing, comparing life, comparing ourselves to YouTubers who are making millions off of one video and then traveling the world and posting about it. I mean, it's something that, you know, we start to crave ourselves and then we get upset because we're going to a nine to five job. So it's like, you never know, you never know what people are thinking. But um, I think one of the best things people could do is to minimize the time and to have a limit that you're on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that myself and I cannot tell you how much happier I've been. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that, that's amazing. Cause I think I, I always say how, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all these social media platforms, TikTok, they're tools yes. and you wouldn't give a three-year-old a pair of scissors, you know, you wouldn't give a child a, a hammer without them, A, knowing what it is, the proper instruction around it. And even when you get these power tools as adults, right? You get a car or something, you have to be licensed to drive it. Um, these things that we have, technology that we have that's so amazing, they all come with user manuals. They yes. all come with things that teach us how to responsibly use it. Social media is one of the things that we get. No user manual, no <laughs> no tutorial on how to properly and safely use this powerful thing it, might, it quite possibly is the most powerful thing we have without an instructional ma- manual and you get it instantly and I always encourage people audit who you follow or what you're following some people are like oh Instagram's so negative is it negative or are you interacting with negativity
1: you know yeah.
0: oh Instagram has all these you know scandalous women do they or is that what you're interacting with yeah <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, so you have to understand that the platforms are designed to give you more of what you like or more of what you interact with. I should say more of what you interact with, not with what you like. But if you want to learn about somebody, you can look at their social media. And um, I know you mentioned with relationships and I always kind of put it this way with my friend. I was like, listen, if your significant other picks up your phone and your heart rate picks up, something's wrong. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Yo. I love that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the side right there. But you you did mention the tools and and the benefits that come from it. And um, I, I'd love to know because obviously with the you know vent with me and whatnot, you're using the tool for good. Um, how can somebody listening maybe um use these platforms? for more good or how can, if they need to back away from the platform, I guess, what are some things you found that's helped you and has helped others that have spoken to you with their mental health, whether it be on or off these platforms?
1: So I think that for me, I think that one of the best things that people could do, you know, to put more good out into the world, if you really want to to kind of create any kind of impact or positive change, even for your, whether it's for yourself or for others, you could literally just, you know, consider what you're posting, you know, especially right now with like politics and all of the craziness with this virus. I think that it's easy to want to hop on the trend and to kind of be like, you know, I'm going to go back and forth with these like social media bullies or like I'm going to post my thoughts and this is how it is, end of story. But then it's like, you're going to get responses and you have to know whether those responses are going to trigger negative, you know, uh, negative things or positive things. And I think that just being more aware of what you're posting and understanding that there's going to be consequences, whether they're good or bad. So for me, I'm always wanting to post like positive affirmations, or I'm always saying something about kindness. You know, I'm always trying to figure out a way to incorporate positivity into my posts all the time. I do not discuss politics. I tend to stay away from hot topics that are currently happening. um, Because I know that even though I would love to discuss it in a healthy manner, social media is open to everyone. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to have healthy conversations with strangers. I don't know how someone's going to react. So I tend to stay away from things that I know personally um, are a very sensitive topic. So I think just considering like, I really want to post this, but let me keep it to myself um, or share it with friends, you know, share it with like your, your inner group. Um, So I think that for me, I was just kind of, I'm very, very much aware of what I'm putting out there. And so I think that's one of the most important things that a person can do to benefit themselves and others. Um, And of course it's your page. So, you know, whatever you want to do, like whatever makes you happy is what you should do. Um, but I think personally for me, I add, you know, some kind of positivity and kindness into all of my stuff. Um, even when I'm playing piano, I'm throwing in something about like your worth or like mental health. I try to always incorporate somehow. Um, so and I think also what you said is so important, being aware of who you follow. Um, you know, I was Following like women that I thought were like amazing, but you know, and they are, but it was hurting me in a way where I was comparing myself. So I went through and unfollowed a bunch of people. I'm now following a lot of like mental health pages. I'm following people that I've made connections with who share the same thought process I do. And when I'm scrolling, I realized how much happier I was. I've come across a positive quote and I'm like, oh my God, yes, screenshot it. I'm more motivated. So I made that change um, after I took some time away. And so also, you know, taking time away is not easy. I caught myself picking up my phone and I hit that button to Instagram and didn't even know I did it. Like it was like a thing where I just sit and I just started doing it and I exited out and I was like, are you serious? Like it scared me. I was like, okay, So I literally had to take the app and move it away from like my main screen on my iPhone (laughs) and put it in the back so I wouldn't hit it. And so that helped me um, not see it. If I'm not seeing it, I'm really not thinking about it. So um, that was one of the things that really helped me just moving all your social apps to a different screen. So you're not always seeing it. And then your brain is just like, you should touch that. You should mm-hmm. hit that for sure. <laughs> so, um, and replacing, you know, whatever you're doing on social media, replace that, you know, like do something, how can you incorporate that time differently? And for me, someone was like, if you have time to scroll on social media, you have time to build a business. And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. I mean, dang. So that kind of motivated me. You know, if you have time to scroll, you have time to pick up and book and read. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, all right. i'm wasting 38 minutes of my time because your phone tells on you so it's like it's an eye opener but for me just move the apps off your home page honestly
0: yeah no that's huge because i mean listen if you're sitting in a white room with a big red button you're gonna want to hit the red button you know (laughs) and you're just like hey take the button out of the room and (laughs) And that's good. That That's so huge what you just hit on because what you literally went through was a social media cleanse. Yes. And and it's so important because the biggest, I guess, eye-opener for me when it came to social media was about a year ago where um, my professional account was hacked and lost all my followers, lost everybody. You know, I'm still, still mourning that loss. <laughs> I haven't recovered. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, I had to go to my personal page, my old page, which I hadn't touched for four or five years. And wow. when I when I logged in, there were a lot of DMs, a lot of messages, or whatnot. But the people I was following and this and the 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 feed was unrecognizable. I was I was following a lot of bodybuilders and fitness models and everything. And I was like, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mind saying it on the podcast too. I was single at the time, so there were a lot of Instagram accounts that. Shouldn't be following. <laughs> <laughs> that I had to literally go through the followers and unfollow, 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 cleanse the whole social media account and, and kind of revamp. But that was the first eye opener for me of like, you know, how much of a different life I was living four years prior to that, you know, five years ago from now, the different life, different mindset, the different, you know, interactions I had to, to what I have now. So I, I urge a lot of people listening, you know, do that social media audit, do that cleanse, you know, scroll through. Instagram has a great feature right now that says your least interacted uh, accounts when you go to following, you know, scroll through that every now and again, unfollow those that you're not interacting with because chances are you don't want to see that. Um, it's not enough just to scroll past it, just get it out of there. Um, right. I, I love that. And and we're coming up to a few minutes left on the podcast. Um, I always like to... As we talk about no rain, no rainbows, I like to throw in the rainbows um, before we close out the podcast. What are some of the the things you're working on now? Some of the positivity that's that's been coming into your life, and might be uh, you might be putting out maybe in the next couple months, couple years.
1: Yeah, so um, I decided that another one of my passions is natural hair, and so. I was missing it. So I kind of strayed away from it. Um, I stopped working with brands and kind of revamped my page towards more of a mental health aspect, which I absolutely love doing. Um, but I also really miss being able to educate women about loving their natural hair. So I have really been through it with my hair. Um, I mean, I fried off my hair to where it was like completely short and straight and burnt to revamping it all the way back to having the curls I have now. And so I know what to do, what not to do, and all these tips and tricks that people are like mind blown about. And um, so I decided that I wanted to start to work on a business, an online business, um, and just kind of start out with doing things that I will eventually use in terms of making a product. So the end goal for me is to have a line, um, a product line. And what I want of like the most important part of it is the educational component to it. So I'm going to throw in like, a way to be able to educate people, whether it's a mom not knowing how to do her kid's hair or a dad not doing, you know, do the kid's hair and just being able to have a simple yet effective way to train people. So they don't have to waste thousands of dollars on products that is probably not going to work, or they don't know or understand like the difference between like a cream and a gel. It's like, I'm trying to find a way to help people a different way, (laughs) um, in terms of like wanting to appreciate their natural beauty. And so And it's not just going to be for women. It's also going to be for men because I've had a lot of questions from a lot of curly men. And I'm like, you guys really don't have like an outlet. Like there's just no, I don't see that, you know? So I was like, I want to like do something different. So um, I will be doing, you know, starting a line and it will be geared towards natural hair, having that and accessories. So um, I'm super excited about that.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. And your hair does look wonderful, by the way.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I think
0: there's a a lot of of women and as you mentioned, men who really could use that in terms of of some of those tips, those those tricks and some advice on, on dealing with their hair. Because I mean, a lot of people like to joke about my hair and say, oh, it must be so such low maintenance. I was mm-hmm. like, it is, but I got to get it cut every week. That's an hour a week I got to give it. Yeah. <laughs> and if I don't do I that, it gets a little off. Off. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think we all have our own personal battles and struggles. It's kind of, what we've been mentioning through the podcast is, you know, no matter who you are, we're all walking this path called life. We're all going through our own stuff, whether it be with our hair, whether it be with mental health or, or whatever's happening in our homes that we might not know. So That's why I always say be kind because you never know what someone's going through, right?
1: Yes, yes. I say that so often that I'm like, people are probably like, okay, Ali, but I'm like, no, I want this in grades. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right.
1: It goes a long way. It really
0: does. It does. It certainly does. And I know you're putting out a whole bunch of kindness and, and you're continuing to, to put so much good out there. So I want to make sure that our, our listeners, our watchers, have an opportunity to, to follow you and, and see some of the work that you're putting out. And even when that line drops, they can get some information on that. How can people reach out to you?
1: Yes. So they can follow me on my Instagram, which is ally.masters. and that's just A L Y dot m a s t e r s um and also if you want to reach me my website is another great place and that's going to be naturallyally.com and that's just going to be a simple n a t u r a l l y naturallyally a l y dot com it's simple mm. and you can either vent with me or you can reach me on my instagram either way i am very active on both and will always respond
0: that's wonderful, yes. And I'll be sure to put the show or all the links in the show notes so folks can kind of just open up their app right now and, and hit that to get in contact with you. Um, Allie, it's been an absolute pleasure, of course. I always feel like 30 minutes is not long enough to really kind of jump <laughs> into the subject matter, but uh, I definitely do appreciate you taking the time.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed this and I I want it while I'm here, I want everyone to be reminded to be kind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, one of the many things that you shared that I want to recap really quick for some of our listeners in terms of, hey, it's okay not to be okay. And you mentioned how growth happens in the reflection. A lot of times when when things are happening around us, it's easy to look at the environment. It's easy, especially in 2020, to look at everything that's happening to us. But having that moment of reflection and finding out how we show up in those moments can also help us alter some of those things that happen. So it's important to do that hard work. And also, if you want to be better, you got to do the the hard work to be better. And you have to want to be better is something you said before. Um, When you're able to to relate, you know, you're not alone. Uh, I say this all the time. Our problems are not our own. Somebody else is having a similar experience than you. And when you get to reach out to somebody and you hear that someone has a similar experience, it doesn't fix the problem, but it starts to build a sense of community because as humans at the very core, we want connection. And when we get connection with someone, even in dark times, you know, it helps us get through those storms. And, um, I was comparing, <laughs> we live in, in a social media world where we're presented with these filtered lifestyles each and every single day. And it's important not to take that for truth, not to take that for the actual reflection of how someone's life is compared to ours. Cause you're looking at someone's highlight reel while you're comparing it to your every single day life. So don't compare just live your best life and consider taking the red button out of the room. Move the apps like Allie mentioned. <laughs> you said you took it off your
1: homepage? I took it off my homepage. I put it on the very back. I got to work to get there. So I was like, it's
0: like do I feel like swiping three times? Right. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as always, help yourself. If, um, and if you know someone that needs help, it's always good to reach out and be kind. Ali, thank you one more time. Yes,
1: yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great. I appreciate it.
0: It's been a pleasure. And of course, thank you to the listeners as always. If you got value from this episode, we'd appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button and also give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. You can be honest. We can take it Um, We definitely just want to keep improving for you guys And if you think someone can benefit from this episode We'd appreciate you sharing it with them And as always we also have a Patreon page That you can support for as little as $1 a month And get some extra behind the scenes audio With that as well Thank you again for rocking with us all the way to the end And as we always say at the end of the episode Everybody wants the sunshine But they don't want the rain But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain Let's grow (laughs)
1: Love
0: it (laughs) The No Rain, No Rainbows podcast is recorded at Camaraderie, a collective workspace in Greenville, South Carolina, right off the Swamp Rabbit Trail. If you're looking for a place to grow your business, network with other professionals, and establish your own workspace, Camaraderie is the place to do so. Get access to high speed internet, private showers and towel service, free methodical coffee, and free beer on tap. For more details, be sure to head over to camaraderiecowork.com. Or hit the link in the show notes and find out how you can lock in your space with Rage starting at just $99 a month. Be sure to tell them that Ted sent you and try it out for free. You never know. You just might find a new home at Camaraderie. Let's grow.